Hey friends, welcome. My name is Joe. This is the Joe Martino Show. And today we're going to explore some things. What is the difference between a victim and being the victim? In life, there is no such thing as perfection. There is only consistent effort. Welcome aboard. Let's kick it off. This is the Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, let's kick this off. Welcome. It is hard to believe that we are in our last week of June. I told my wife, I said, I dislike when June 1st comes because I feel like, snap, once June 1st comes, summer's over. And, I, you know, it just goes so fast. And I feel like it goes so much faster than, than any other season of the year. And, and I like most of the other seasons as I age and my arthritis gets old, uh, gets, gets more predominant in my life. I, I, I dislike winter a little bit more, or, or at least moves it more solid, solidly into my fourth favorite season of the year. Um, and then as I uh, look at summer and, you know, school is out and, and I love school being out. I know that there are people who are like, oh, my kids, you know, blah, 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 blah. I, I get it. Raising kids is hard. It's incredibly hard. It's probably, besides being married, it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, be, because you want to do it well, and, and I get it. I, I have to confess at the same time, I do not understand people who are like, oh, I hate summer when my kids are home. Dude, like, my, you literally get 18 of these summers, and then it's done. It's just over, and, and suddenly your kids are gone all the time. And so I love it, um, and I'm sad that it goes so fast. And then I feel like when we get to July 4th, there is this uh, pedal this depression of the gas pedal, if you will, all the way to the floor. Uh, when I was a kid, we used to say, put the metal, you know, put the pedal to the metal. And, and I feel like that's what happens to the rest of summer once we get past July 4th. And so I am trying to soak up every minute that I can, uh, every minute with my kids, every minute when I, you know, with my wife, with my family, just talking and, and enjoying those things. We're coming out of Father's Day. And if you're a dad, happy Father's Day. Uh, if you are uh, missing your dad uh, because he has passed, my condolences. If you are missing your dad because you never had one and Father's Day is a hard day for you, uh, my condolences as well. Um, holidays can be hard for people and, and great for others. And, and this is this is one of the things I want to talk about today is this, this transition of life. Uh, usually around July, we, we have some sort of episode about like, hey, how goes the year? What are you going to do with the rest of the year? You essentially have six months left. And I don't know if that will go up next week, which would be the actual last week of June, or if I will wait until July. I, I may actually skip next week and and just put up an episode in the first week of July. Uh, we'll, we'll find out. So if you don't see an episode next week, you know why. I did get a lot of emails, a lot of reaching out to me about some of the past episodes regarding sexual assault. Uh, I got another handful of emails, and I think this is just going to... I hate this phrase, but I think this is going to be the new normal. I got a lot of emails regarding, hey, my friend keeps, you know, wanting to say what they think. Uh, and 
nobody's allowed to respond. A friend of mine always wants me to read his books, but he won't read any of my books. What do I do? And, and you know, I have addressed this in other episodes if you want to go through there. And I know we're getting, I don't know, I think we're at like 155. So there's, there's a number there that you can sort through and, you know, kind of do the search. But I just don't spend a lot of time engaging people who, who refuse to only want to hear, to refuse to hear the other side, who only want to hear their side of, what, of a topic. And so, you know, like right now, if, if you want me to read a book, that's fine. I'll probably read it, but then I'm probably going to have some books I want you to read. And if you're not interested in reading those, I probably am not interested in engaging you too much in conversation. If you want to discuss with me the vaccine, if you want to discuss with me President Biden, if you want to discuss with me a former President Trump, I'm happy to do that, but but a discussion means we both get to say, you know, what we're thinking. And one of the things that I think is most difficult is there's a funnyism running around that that someone told me or I read it that said, uh, you know, people don't want to hear your opinion; they want to hear their opinion coming out of your mouth. And unfortunately, I tend to believe that is true today. People. If you're pro-vaccine, you only want to talk to people who are pro-vaccine. If you are anti-vaccine, you only want to talk to people who are anti-vaccine. I was talking to someone this week who was crying because her friend wouldn't listen to her. And I said, well, tell me about what you said. And she said, well, they got their 12-year-old son vaccinated, and now he's going to be dead in three years. Okay, well, if you tell someone that they killed their son over the course of three years, that's probably going to elicit an emotional response. And good communicators, healthy people, consider the impact of their words. They consider what it is that they're saying, how it might impact other people. And they certainly consider the context that that the person they're talking to is in. Here's something I've been chewing on. We're not actually going to spend too much time on this today, but here is something that I've been chewing on uh, recently. In fact, I put it up on my own personal Facebook just kind of as like an anchor point for my own cognitive uh, musings in the future. One of the, the biggest things that we have to consider is that most of the responses that we engage with with people have more to do with their own past. They have more to do with their own trauma. They have more to do with their own experiences, with their own hurts, with their own fears than they do with anything with us. And even though we find them painful, I'm not saying we should ignore that pain, but we just need to understand that a lot of times it's about them. It's about their interpretation. It's about their pain. Uh, I, you know, this is something that obviously counselors see pretty commonly in, in a counseling room where people fix on one fixate on one part of a conversation or one part of a statement because it sits too close to their pain it sits too close to their own trauma, to their own hurts. And so what happens is they fixate on that. And the other person becomes frustrated because they're like, that isn't what I'm saying, or that isn't what I said. That's like three words of what I said. And to me, that isn't what it means. And, you know, you kind of work through all that. But that's true probably of almost all relationships that you're in. There is a, 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 a level of context that we often ignore where what's, what the person is doing is related more to their own experiences. So I have a friend that that honestly does a lot of things that frustrate me. And this is kind of what kicked off this thought for me. Uh, A a lot of things that that frustrate me. And a lot of things that I like. That's why we're friends. But but one of the things that that I, as I was journaling about, I was like, I have to figure out what the context here is. 
in how I understand this person better. I have to understand what is the context for this. Uh, there's another friend that I have that, that reacts uh, pretty strongly to things that uh, uh, his sibling does that to me seem pretty innocuous, but I don't know the context. I don't know the background. And so most of the things that we react to in, that people do to us, we have to look at this two ways. First of all, if it's true of them, it's true of us as well. In other words, a lot of your reactions probably have less to do with the person and what they're doing and more to do with you and what you've experienced, good or bad. And so it might help you better understand your own experiences so that you can better be who you want to be. The other side of that then is it, it, it helps provide us a context to move towards compassion for the people that we're interacting with. It helps us move towards uh, uh, grace for the people that we're interacting with. And, and because the world is not, does not have a shortage of people that will hurt you. And that's before we even get to people who will offend you. And, and in our day and age, it seems to me that we almost hold the, 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 the offense at, at a high virtue. We hold fear and offense at a high virtue. And, and at some point, we need to talk about forgiveness. We need to talk about uh, guilt and, 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 and how people... It's interesting to me the number of people who are just willing to wallow in guilt instead of doing something to improve their life, instead of doing something to actually improve the world. But then it can be interesting. Hopefully it doesn't move to I, I get judgy or angry with them without at least considering the context of their life and how they live in that context. And so this has been something that I've been chewing on and, and I'm going to use this now to transition to what I want to talk about today, which is if you're in a relationship that's bad, you're not a victim. I, I've sat with four, five, six, seven couples, and invariably uh, I've pointed out to them, you know, one of the things that has to change is your language has to move from, well, if you can just fix him, if you could just fix her, I will, our relationship will be okay. You have to take extreme ownership of your actions. You have to take extreme ownership of your actions. One more time for the people in the back, you have to take extreme ownership of your actions. So I'm sitting in a room with a couple and uh, the husband makes the claim, well, the, my wife is mean to me. Well, what do you mean she's mean to you? Well, I don't even have to tell you. Let me just play you a video. Pulls out his phone, plays a video of her calling him vile, awful, terrible names because he had to stay at work. And she agreed with me that he had to stay at work, that it wasn't him like saying, oh, I'm at work, but I'm really going to affairs. She checked his phone, checked the location. And I said, okay, well, then why did you say those things? Well, because he was mean seven days before. Oh, okay, so here's how we change this. We have to have a standard of proper communication that, does not, uh, that we do not vary from, that we don't get a hall pass from. So we have to have a standard of what is right and proper and kind communication. And, and you can't stop that. And so we're going through it. And literally I say, okay, so you got to talk about all your problems short of physical violence in the relationship. So if someone's hitting you, this does not apply. If someone is abusing you, this does not apply. So short of abuse, you have to look at the problems in your relationship as what can I do differently first? Now, I want to be clear. I want to say this as many times as I need to for everyone to hear it. If there's abuse, this does not apply. 
But here's the rub in this. What I'm finding is that often the abusing person is the one who claims the, the, the victim status. They're the one, well, you know, I wouldn't do this, but uh, I remember I, very early in my career, in fact, I was an intern. I, I was sitting in a group therapy for domestic violence and a dude literally said, I wouldn't have beat her if she just didn't disrespect me. See, he's the victim. And, and here's the thing. The society's narrative is that this is only guys that do this. I want to tell you that that is not my experience. Um, uh, there, there is many women that do this as men. Uh, certainly not the physical violence. Um, well, actually, I don't know that statistic. But the verbal and emotional abuse that, that I see in the room, it's often a 50-50. Uh, we, we've got empowerment wrong. We have taken empowerment and we have said that it's about being able to do whatever I want regardless of the consequences. So I can be mean if you hurt my feelings. I can call you names if you hurt my feelings. I can be sarcastically, viciously bitter to you if you hurt my feelings. That is not only a lie, that is destructive. It's just destructive. And and so, and, and what happens is, and so, you know, I'm sitting in a room, I'm like going over this, and 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 so then somebody says, well, what if I change and he, she doesn't? And, and then like, well, how do I handle that? Well, you haven't changed yet. You've just been mean. Well, yeah, I've been mean because he doesn't understand me. I've been mean because because she isn't she isn't getting the level of what I'm putting down. She isn't picking up what I'm putting down. You understand? Yeah, dude, I understand. You're being a jerk. You're acting in the moment like a jerk and you're trying to blame it on the other person. And that's destructive. If you want health, if you want change, you have to own what you do in the relationship, whatever, whatever relationship it is. I don't care if it's with your ex. Own what you do. Now, one of the problems with this, I think, is because we tend to have all or nothing thinking in our society where we have to be perfect or else. You got to free yourself from that. You you know, either I'm perfect or I have no value. You have to free yourself from that because there is no such thing as perfect in our world. There is just consistent effort. And so what does this mean? What this means is that you are not the victim. Now, I want to be clear, outside of abuse, you're just not the victim because if you are, now there's a difference between being a victim and being the victim. And and a lot of times I sit in the room and 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 people excuse their behavior with the fact that they're a victim. We even see this in society today. It is okay to mistreat someone else because I'm angry about something that has historically happened. It is okay for me to be unkind because of of someone else being unkind. That just isn't how it works. And if it is, if those are your values, so be it. I don't know that you'll ever be healthy. And, and to my church-going friends, you know, one of the things that is 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 interesting to watch is there is this reaction to conservatism, right? And and for a lot of people, they've rejected the church because uh, the church for, I don't know, the last 25, 30 years was tied to uh, conservatives. And then they turn around, though, and now they're tying the church to liberals, right? So, okay, so being tied to Republicans was bad, but being tied to Democrats is good. You guys need to figure out what the heck your message is, because right now it sucks. It literally sucks. If you're walking around and the only thing you're talking about is politics more than you are about your religion or your faith or your relationship with Jesus— you're failing. And when you free yourself from the idea that you have to be 100% perfect or you have no worth, you can hear that and process it for what it's worth. 
And you can decide I'm wrong if you want. But it's not an emotional reaction. It's a processed reaction. And I just, you got to figure out your messaging. Because here's the thing. People are like, well, I do this. Like if I say, okay, well, I yelled at my wife because, well, then then she controls me and I'm not empowered to change. And the other thing is, I'll just tell you, as a therapist, the, the person who complains the most about being the victim, the most vociferously, is probably actually the abuser. Because victims don't want to talk in front of their abuser. That is a psychological truth because they don't know about reprisals. They're afraid of, so if I say this in this room, what's going to happen three days from now or on the way home? To my church friends, you're not the victim because your political party lost. You're also not the victim because you're, the other person's party won. Like, it's just insanity. I keep a list of ideas for the podcast. For this show, I keep a list of like, you know, this would be an interesting show to do. Uh, I, I've not decided if I'm ever going to resurrect writing blog posts, but if I do, I also have a list for that. For my YouTube channel, which is, is very hit or miss right now, I have a list for that. And, and so if you want to send in a topic, feel free to do that. That's not actually why I'm sharing this point. But if you want, if you have an idea of something you'd like me to talk about, send me an email, you know, reach out to me and uh, I, I will work it into the queue if I think it's a workable show. But, but one of the things, one of the, the ideas that I have is, is there's a person that I know who has literally been fired from the last seven jobs where she's worked. And in all seven of them, it starts out the same. It's the greatest job ever. The higher powers that be, the divine beings that be, you know, orchestrated it so that, that she, everything worked out just fine. And then she gets fired because they didn't understand. And, and, and she's the victim. She is the victim. Because she, she had to take her son to the doctors. And, and, and she called off. And what was interesting about that was this one was on Facebook. And what was interesting about that was somebody who worked with her said, okay, so that time you had to take your son to the doctors because he was sick. <laughs> what about the other 17 times you called off? But here's the thing, as long as in her mind she's the victim with her employers, she'll probably never actually change to be better. She'll probably never actually change to improve and not get fired from jobs. Because until you take ownership of it, you can't change. It's just real life. Uh, if, if you are... Uh, uh, constantly at odds with everyone in your life and you're the only common denominator, you have to own that and figure out why. And here's the thing. What goes along with the excuses of I do this because is we tend to judge ourselves on try and we judge others on do. Well, I try. I didn't mean to. I intended to. I hope to. Nobody cares. I'll just say that. Nobody cares. If that's your excuse for why you did something hurtful or didn't do something that that ended up not doing it was hurtful. No one cares what you were trying or intending to do. They just want you to acknowledge that they were hurt. And here's, here's the rub in all of this. We have that earlier part that we talked about, the, the idea of either I'm perfect or I, I have less value. The other side of that is what is accountability in 2021? Literally, what is accountability? There was, there was a podcast episode that somebody sent me uh, two weeks ago or a week ago uh, regarding a former student from, from one of my alma maters who was castigating the school. And his, his tagline, I think, was something like uh, empathetic accountability. But he doesn't actually sound like he's trying to hold anybody accountable. It sounds like he's just trying to scream in the wilderness 
and, and hope something more than the trees hear them. Because what is accountability? I do business consulting, which by the way, if you have a business and you want to uh, talk to me about the services that we offer, feel free to reach out. So there is this, uh, this, these, I do this business consulting. There's these companies where their biggest argument from their employees is, well, this isn't fair. You know how I feel about fair. But my question is always, well, what is fair? Let's define that. And then we get into perceptions and, and, and well, they don't want to do it this way anymore. Okay. But, but they signed a contract that said they would. So what is accountability? Like what actually is accountability? Because look, when you die, you don't get to look back on your life and be like, well, I would have done this, but you know, so-and-so, or I wouldn't have done that, but so-and-so. That's called a life of bitterness and regret, and that's the life we want to avoid. You have to figure out what it is to be accountable to yourself first. A lot of times when I talk about accountability, people are all about, let's, let's hold other people accountable. Let's hold businesses accountable and let's hold companies accountable. And especially let's hold the political people that I disagree with accountable. What are you doing to hold yourself accountable? What are you doing? I, I have very little interest in people who want to hold other people accountable who don't hold themselves accountable. I have very little interest in those conversations. I want to know what are you doing to hold yourself accountable? Okay, so, so how do we move from, okay, I've been victimized, someone has wronged me, and not make that my identity? First of all, we own whatever it is that we did. We, we have to own that. I did these things and I shouldn't have. And at the same time, we can understand the causes. So there are these things called schemas. I've talked about them before. They kick in. I have a behavior that is, is inappropriate. So I need to bring that out to awareness and I need to change it. We've talked about this. But we have to start with owning what did I do? And we don't ignore that I was wrong. So if, uh, if, if someone breaks into your house, well, that's kind of an extreme. Let me pick something. If your spouse is frustrating you and, and let's just say they're weaponizing silence, you have to ask yourself, am I a safe person for them to talk to. If your spouse is highly anxious in how they attach, and so instead of um, weaponizing silence, they blow up your phone like, hey, where are you? What's going on? Da, 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 da. And I'm not talking about in the controlling way. I'm talking about in a fearful way. You have to ask yourself, what's going on in their life? How do I let them know that I think this is inappropriate? There's too much. You can't blow up my phone. And... Like, you know, we're, we're two autonomous beings. And how do I reach out to wherever they're at? But you start with owning yourself, especially here's the thing. People walk in all the time. And I've said this before. People walk into counseling and the only thing they want to talk about is communication. Invariably, when I teach them different communication, they push back because it's not their communication that needs to change. It's their maturity level. Most people know what not to do in a relationship and they still do it because they're not mature enough to endure pain and act appropriately. And you know what? I'm guilty of that. And if you tell me you're not, I'm probably not going to believe you. So just so we're clear on that. Most couples don't need to improve their communication. They need to improve their maturity level. And so you have to do that in your own life. You are not responsible for causing the people you're in a relationship with to be more mature. You're responsible to be more mature. You're not responsible for their growth. You're responsible to grow. 
And when you focus on yourself growing, you will create an environment where they can grow and you're going to attract people who want to grow and they will make create an environment where it's easier for you to grow. It's like taking care of the soil. But you have to get away from this idea of victimhood. Well, I only did that because. Nope, 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 nope. You, you did that because you chose to. Well, I was frustrated. Yep, that, that's probably true. And I understand that. And you did it because you chose to. All right. That is today's thoughts. I've been chewing on this for about three weeks, just, just working with a lot of couples uh, in our current state of need here, here in Michigan. There's just so many clients trying to get in. Uh, I've, I've opened up more and more hours, and uh, this is something I've been thinking about. I do want to let you know about a few things. One, uh, my wife and I are going to... Uh, formally meet and draw out a plan for couples retreats to Florida, men's retreats to Florida, women's retreats to Florida. Um, we have just been waiting to make sure that the states were going to open up. Uh, now that they've done that, more information will be forthcoming soon. Um, we're looking at anywhere from one couple who, who might be in crisis, uh, could do the whole weekend, up to four couples uh, for, for intensives maybe as many as 10 or 12 couples uh, for, for a little bit less intense, a little bit more of a group dynamic. Um, th- those are the things that we're looking at uh, in, that we're going to launch. We're going we're gonna to bring this to you. We're just constantly trying to come up with different ways that we can serve you. We've, we've tried to do this. We wanted to do this with a camping motif and finding facilities that would either get back to us or are able to have the resources was very difficult. So we did not succeed in that. So those are coming. Be in tune for that. There will be official announcements coming soon. And hopefully you will find value in those. All right. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this, please share it with your friends via social media or word of mouth. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.